This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Once again, the Middle East takes centre stage when it comes to the big fights, Chris. Dimitri Bivol, who, of course, we remember shocked the world Indeed. back in May when he beat Sol Canelo Alvarez in that points victory. He's going to defend his WBA lightweight heavyweight world title against mandatory challenger and another unbeaten fighter in Gilberto Ramirez at the Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi, uh, United Arab Emirates, Saturday, November the 5th. Live to subscribers worldwide on DAZN and we can speak now with a very, very special Indeed, guest. Indeed, because delighted to say that for the second time in a couple of weeks we're joined by the chairman of Matchroom Sports, uh, the man who is one of the, if not the most influential figure, and I'm not just saying this because he's listening to me right now, in the world of boxing he is the man who makes more big fights including this one happened than any other promoter, it's the one and only Eddie Hearn, he joins us live from Abu Dhabi Evening to you Eddie Good evening guys Eddie, uh, we've seen, of course, just in the last couple of weeks, Usyk AJ2 over in Jeddah. Now it's the turn of Abu Dhabi and the Etihad Arena. Are you house hunting in this part of the world, (laughs) Eddie? (laughs) I love it here. I love it in this part of the world, in Abu Dhabi especially. I mean, um, it's been a long time coming here. You know, I think we've been talking to the DCT for a while now here in in Abu Dhabi. And one of the first things they said to me, which was so encouraging, was, you know, we're all about long-term partnerships, long-term play with the right partners. And, And that was very important to us when we try and build a sport in a country or in a region. And, you know, here we are, November 5th, with a massive uh, card, of course, Dimitri Bivo against Gilberto Ramirez, but two other huge world championship fights on the card already. So much more to be announced. And this is just the start of, you know, the champion series, we're calling it here in Abu Dhabi, which is going to be a regular major fights um, in Abu Dhabi as, as they look to continue the great work they've been doing as, as really becoming the global sports hub, you know, with the UFC in particular and the NBA and F1 and you know, we're, we're very excited to be here and, and be at the great Etihad Arena as well with all the fantastic facilities. Genuinely, Eddie, you've been in this fight game for a long time. Is this the, the turning of the tide? I often think Las Vegas, so often seen as the Mecca. Is Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, are we seeing a genuine change now in the kind of power brokers of boxing? Yeah, I think, you know, when you bring in fights like this and, you know, coming on from Joshua Usyk, of course, to the region, it can only start becoming one of those places. You know, we talk about Vegas, talk about New York, um, Abu Dhabi being 45 minutes, an hour from Dubai, having the restaurants, having the nightlife, having the facilities, having the hotels, the theme parks, the beaches. It's quite a unique destination, really. And, you know, I think what is going to become apparent here is is that Abu Dhabi is going to become a major destination for the sport of boxing through regular events. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've sprinkled some major events into Saudi Arabia, but the key here is developing a strategy, a long-term plan to have a series of great events in the territory so that you don't forget about Abu Dhabi as a boxing destination. It is a boxing destination and it sits alongside UFC and NBA and, and all the events that they have on the schedule here. 
Eddie, let's talk about Dimitri Bivol and, and how his life has changed since that night when he outboxed the biggest name in boxing in Sal Canelo Alvarez. It was a spectacular performance from Bivol, but he seems like a very understated guy. He seems like a very humble professional. What can you tell us about how he's changed, how the pressure on him now as the champion has changed? Because, of course, he is up against another unbeaten fighter in Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot richer, that's for sure. Um, I mean, look, he went into that fight. We, we've represented Bivol for a long time, and I didn't think he'd beat Canelo, but what we did know was that he is a fantastic fighter. He's never really had the opportunity to fight at that level to show it. And, you know, he beat Canelo comfortably that night. We know that Canelo was moving up to light heavyweight. He was out of his comfort zone, but he still beat him convincingly on that night. So... Um, he deserves an awful amount of credit. And, you know, before that fight with Canelo Alvarez, a lot of people felt that the Ramirez fight was a 50-50 fight. Mm. Ramirez is 44-0. and 0. He's a former super middleweight world champion. He's an outstanding Mexican fighter. It's a great fight. But obviously, the confidence has got to be with Dimitri Bivol right now. He's just beaten the pound-for-pound pound number one and has become one of the biggest stars in the sport in the process. Uh, I've got to just a quick word on Canelo, if we can, Eddie, because we are looking ahead as well in the next couple of weeks to that trilogy fight with Triple G. There's a lot of blood, uh, bad blood there. We know that. But I wonder, with Canelo coming off that defeat to Bivol, is there a question mark or simply put, is Triple G just too old against a fighter now of, of Canelo's calibre? I think that this fight, Canelo against Triple G, is really fascinating because... You actually start to think as the fight draws closer, there's actually a lot of pressure on Canelo Alvarez here. Yeah. You know, he's just coming off a defeat. Some people start to question him a little bit, which might be ridiculous. Triple G starts looking younger by the day. <laughs> and then you're convincing yourself, actually, are we on for what I guess you'd call an upset, but maybe some wouldn't. But then you start thinking about how good the first fight was, how good the second fight was. And then you start getting so excited that on two weeks this Saturday, Canelo and Triple G are about to face off once again in, in a trilogy which I feel will be the best we've seen. I think it's a much closer fight than people are anticipating. I don't believe it will go 12 rounds. I think both guys can't stand each other and they will go toe-to-toe at the T-Mobile Arena on September 17th. With regards to, to Canelo's future plans, Eddie, are we expecting a renewed assault on the light heavyweight division? D- did that shock him, uh, that, that, that kind of match-up, when, when Bivol was clearly the bigger man in the ring and w- was able to you know, dominate certain areas of the fight because of that? Is a rematch with Bivol an inevitability in your eyes or, or is Canelo going to seek a different path? It's definitely what Canelo wants. You know, he wants to avenge that defeat. It's not really about the division. It's not really about the title. It's just about beating the guy that beat him. And, uh, you know, both guys have got to get through tough fights. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, firstly, you've got Dimitri Bivol has to beat Ramirez and Canelo Alvarez has to beat Triple G. But I feel like if they're both triumphant, I think you're going to see the rematch of that fight. It's Abu Dhabi up in lights on November the 5th. It was Jeddah up in lights a couple of weeks ago, Eddie. It'd be remiss of us not to ask about Anthony. He's been a friend of ours. He's been on our show numerous times. How is he? I know he's obviously gone away now. He's, he's in the shadows. He's probably licking his wounds a little bit. But have you spoken to him? How is AJ? Yeah, I spoke to him a couple of times. He's good. You know, I feel like sometimes when you're under the cosh a little bit, when you're under a bit of pressure... 
it's good to talk or it's good to have a little meltdown if you like and he clearly had that after the fight you know he wanted to win so badly um he was emotional he was he was frustrated and you got to see it raw you got to see a guy who you know literally sort of crumbled in front of the world that night and the support that he's had has been incredible because sometimes you know you get a star like Anthony Joshua and people say oh you know you never get to see the real AJ or he's manufactured or this and that and then all of a sudden you get to see a, a an Adonis of a man break down in tears and you realize that he's just a human being and he just wants to win and he's dedicated his life to the sport so we're excited for the future because for a long time now he's had the pressure of the belts the mandatories getting told who to fight now he can build his own schedule. Now we can get back to being active. Now he can box all around the world. And that's the plan. You know, I want to see him box in London, in, in Australia, in China, in America, in the Middle East again. And, you know, he can do that and get nice and active. He's been too inactive over the last couple of years. And I'm really excited about his future. And I, I still believe he can become world heavyweight champion again. We saw you on a recent podcast, Eddie, talk about how fighters' egos are responsible for the breakdown of so many fights when you're trying to make these big fights. And I just wonder, with the position that, that Anthony's in, with the position that also Deontay Wilder's in, I'm, I'm coming back to obviously a well-worn topic here, but is it easier to make that fight when they've got less to lose, if you like? They're not protecting those belts. You can get together and perhaps make that fight happen because obviously it's still one that we as fight fans would love to see one day. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest fights in boxing, to be honest with you. And I think that's a must-make fight for 2023. Um, the teams don't get on particularly well, <laughs> but generally, if it makes money, it makes sense. And there's a lot of money in that fight, whether that's in the UK and America or, or Abu Dhabi or Saudi or you know somewhere else in the Middle East. It still remains one of the biggest fights in the sport. It's, a, it's an explosive, sensational fight. It's one that Anthony Joshua has wanted for a long time. It's one I know that he'd take for sure. Um, and, you know, we want to get him back in the ring, get him active, and hopefully we can see the lights of Deontay Wilder, Dillian White, you know, the Tyson Fury fight, still a huge fight for Anthony Joshua, and, and he's got a long few years ahead still in the game. You know, he's young, he's fresh, he's still enjoying the sport, he's improving, we feel, and, uh, you know, we want to get him active, and I think all those big fights will follow. Have you got a, a date in mind, Eddie, when we can expect to see AJ back? No, I think, you know, the back end, December 10 or December 17th, I like to give a fighter some time after a defeat. And I think he's going to need a couple of weeks still just to make sure he wants to go in December. But all the, the noises we're hearing from him at the moment is definitely a return in December. Got to ask you, Eddie, if Tyson Fury does unretire for about the, the 15th time this year, <laughs> uh, how does that fight with Usyk go down? Who wins that fight and how? Well, I, I see Usyk as a slight favourite, but I can't, you know, I've bet against Tyson Fury so many times. You know, I didn't think he beat Klitschko. I didn't think he beat Wilder. Um, the first time and you know he's proved me wrong a number of occasions he's he's huge he's awkward he's very intelligent but Usyk's got a great engine and he's a great fighter and he just he finds a way to figure it out but maybe I lean towards uh, Usyk but I've, I've picked against Tyson Fury so many times maybe I should pick him this time <laughs> Eddie last couple from us I always think you're like Benjamin Button you get younger with each passing year not older I mean what is it that keeps you going because there's no doubt that boxing's in a rude health it's in a real good place right now and you seem to be at the epicentre of it all Eddie you still enjoying it as much as you did yeah I think that sometimes you can overthink things in life can't you I mean it's my job at the end of the day it's um, I'm not good at a lot of things but I'm good at talking, I'm good at selling and I'm good at putting on big fights and doing something that I have a passion for and boxing is something that I have a passion for 
you know, sometimes it's tiring and I'm flying around here and there. But at the same time, I'm looking at these events thinking, how lucky am I to be even involved in these events, let alone promoting them. And, you know, I always feel that everybody who works in sport is like a failed athlete. <laughs> I, I would love to be a sportsman, but I wasn't good enough. But this is the next best thing. So, you know, I'm very proud of, of the team at Matchroom and, and the business that our family has built. And we're getting bigger and bigger and expanding globally at a very fast and exciting rate. So keep it simple. Don't overthink things and, and just enjoy what you're doing. If you love what you do, you'll never have to work another day again in your life. Finally, Eddie, if, if you could make one fight, let's say next year, the, the, the remainder of this year is, is pretty much set. But if you could make one fight in 2023, what would it be? I think it would still be AJ against Fury. You know, yeah. I think I lose count of the amount of people that stop me in the street asking when that fight's going to happen. And, you know, I know that AJ lost to Usyk, but it's just the fight that the British public and, and the world public still want to see. So I do believe that fight will happen one day. But, you know, the, the main thing now is to get AJ active. All those fights, Dillian White, Deontay Wilder, Tyson, Anthony Joshua in those fights in 2023 and uh, so more great fights to make. Well, let's circle it back. Last one for me as well. November 5th, Etihad Arena. It is Bevel against Ramirez. It, why do fight fans, and we don't have to sell this because the true fight fans will know why they need to tune in, but Eddie, why should we be, uh, should we be watching this one down in the nation's capital come November 5th? Because you're going to see from top to bottom an incredible night of boxing. I mean, Joe Cordina is defending his world title. Back him off. Jessica McCaskill is fighting Chantel Cameron in the undisputed 140-pound title. Bivo against Ramirez. So many great fights to come. You're going to see the start of something very special in Abu Dhabi. So if you're in Abu Dhabi, if you're in Dubai, make your way down. And we're expecting a huge crowd. So much more to be announced. Big fight week activity as well. And, and looking forward to kicking off the Champion Series in style. Eddie, it's a pleasure to have you on our show and hopefully we catch up with you in person sometime down the road. But listen, thanks so much for sparing the time. Cheers. Take care, guys. Top stuff. Eddie Hearn there, chairman of Matchroom Sport. Always great to have Eddie on the show twice in two weeks Twice in a couple of weeks. He's a glutton for punishment, is that lad? And it's interesting what he says. And and I think a lot of people will be nodding in their cars this evening or whatever you're listening because the one to make, despite the fact, and you know, a lot of people wrote off at AJ. A lot of people said if he loses to Usyk, his career's over. It's not because the fella still brings in the money. You know, he'll go away now, as Eddie said there. Maybe a Joe Joyce could come into his reckoning. He's got to start winning fights, don't get me wrong. But... AJ Fury still sells. It still has us talking. And all I will say is give me an AJ over a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul any day of the blooming week and twice on a Tuesday. I second. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.